Juniper Junie Haraway, an inexperienced sorceress with explosive magic, drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, where the loss of her grandfather and his magical expertise makes spell slinging as the superhero mystic all the more challenging. Catherine Cat Slain II, a seasoned dimension traveler and daughter of the supervillain Transition, drifts in from Dimension 78341, Arcadia, an apocalyptic world being overtaken by supervillains. Quintessential hero. The naturally blue-haired Nada protagonist drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, a world where he's trying to live a normal life surrounded by far too many heroes, villains, and expectations. Daisy Pemberton, a.k.a. La Chine Lapin, the multiverse's most adorable thief, drifts in from Dimension 90909, where her heists torment the social elite with whom she used to be friends. Multiverse, jewel bright, twists and loops and great swooping curves, elegant and decadent against the velvet black. It is rich and sparkling, deeply and brightly colored like a ball gown or a princess's gems. Come closer. The sky above the city is clear, crisp. Edges and lines seem sharper, as if drawn with a straight edge. It is a model city, like an illustration in a book, a plan after which all other cities should be built. Its streets are clean, its citizens well-dressed. There are no signs of lack or want, no signs of deprivation. Something about the shapes moving from home to car to work seems strange. Closer. A long black car pulls up to the curve, its back doors open. The person who climbs out is not a person. Their shape is close, upright, arms and legs and head in the correct places, but ears curve upward from its head and its face is strangely elongated, muzzle soft and furred. And closer still. Follow the figure from the car up shallow brick steps, through the gates, and into a high school. Into a crowd wearing backpacks, shouting, laughing, and jostling each other. Follow her as she disappears between them. Then focus on the crowd, on the figures that make it up. Focus and see that between the people, the young humans in all shapes and shades, are other creatures. Animals walking upright, holding books in their hands or paws or hooves, laughing and shouting and as much a part of the crowd as any of the humans. So you descend through your little goo thing. There was a nice description of what that felt like. Did you guys describe that already? I don't remember how James described it. For the other team, I described it as the uncomfortable feeling of being sucked through a straw from the inside out and the distinct feeling of falling upwards. That sounds about right. Getting sucked through a straw, being stretched out really, really thin and then snapped back like a band. I think I made a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference. <laughs> That was the first thing I did, too, when he said it to me. <laughs> all right. So all of this general unpleasantness happens. Your brains are a little bit unhappy, a little bit scrambled, but you did just come out of a pretty good win with a space fish. So no harm, no foul. When you come back to consciousness from going through wherever you were before, you are the first thing you notice is that you're indoors. This is no longer a weirdly um, Escher and... It looks like a real building. Uh, it is a real building. You're on... It looks like a real building. Surprise. <laughs> the lights are off. Uh, it's very dimly lit. There are these fancy, like, slatted blinds crossing a window that's bright from the backside, so it's clearly daytime. Thick carpeting, um, really nice wallpaper. 
heavy wood furniture and you're all standing in this space. It's very hushed and quiet, that that sort of expensive sounding quiet. And I'll give you guys a couple minutes to react, a couple seconds to react here before I give the rest of this scene. Hey, at least it's not a forest, right? That was unpleasant. Yeah, we really should find a better way to drift. Well, can we go back to using the ENA? Because that would be maybe more comfortable. About that. About what? The ENA. Yes. Go on. It's gone. Gone as in you dropped it. Gone as in... Gone as in it's not on my person anymore. And I didn't notice in the forest because I thought we just hit a bubble and gotten stuck. So it wouldn't be much good to use ENA until after. And now I've checked its pocket and it's not there. Now, this is a good point to bring in our last person here. So, Daisy, you get a chance to to, to notice these people before they notice you because you are currently behind the desk taking care of what you're taking care of. So tell me what you're doing and what you notice about these people. Could I get a quick description of what these people look like? <laughs> sure. Quint looks like a perfectly normal average kid wearing a domino mask and then glasses over them. He has hair that is mostly blue, but is kind of brownish at the end of them. And when he landed, he landed in a typical like heroic three-point stance and then stood back up and tried to look boring again. Oh, uh, did you, you didn't talk about clothing in the Protein City episode. Are you guys still wearing the matching stuff you got from Rain's Dimension or have you changed, like gone to something else while you're in the library? Uh, Kat would have gotten rid of that clothing entirely <laughs> and gone back to uh, excessively pockety cargo pants and black t-shirt. Yeah, go ahead and describe her. What do you look like? Kat's big, like both in like terms of like height and muscle mass, which is around like six foot three. And this is like solidly built. She's obviously had like a lot of like training. Uh, she's got a, a spear uh, slung across her back uh, and has cargo pants with an excessive amount of pockets on it. And she has a pink and blue scarf wrapped around her neck. She looks, uh, she looks a little uh, shaken and beat up right now. Mm. Oh, yeah. You're not nursing any injuries, like, visible or invisible right now, are you? Oh, I mean, she's still got a lot of, like, injuries left over from when she fell off a building. Okay, what about Mystic? What are you, what are you doing? What are you wearing? All right, she's wearing the classic Mystic suit, but I think she still has the other clothes that they got from Rain's Dimension, like, in a pouch on her back. Perfect. Um, but the classic Mystic suit, for anyone who doesn't remember, is gray, purple... Like a like a light lavender purple and teal. One leg is like mostly purple, one leg's mostly gray, and then there's like teal spots along the sides of her legs. And it's just mostly like a classic superhero kind of outfit as she was working under Vanguard when she got it. Uh, and then she's got black dyed hair with green highlights at the bottoms, all over the bottoms. So And they're pulled back into ponytails and then she's got like straight bangs and hair framing either side of her face and then she's got 
a visor that's kind of see-through, but in superhero logic still works as a superhero mask that matches the colors of her suit. Nice. And how have you arranged yourselves together? Are you standing back to back? Are you standing like there's nothing attached? Like, how are the three of you grouped? Kat's picking herself up off the floor. Okay. I am definitely, like, looking at Kat, like, kind of, like, in shock. Like, this is, like, different than the other times where we don't have even a roundabout way of, like, leaving the place that we are at. And so she's just kind of sitting there. like white face looking at Kat. All right. So then Daisy, you're seeing three not super happy looking teenagers. They're all between 16 and 18, 16, 18. Uh, Kat's 17. 16 and 17 for the two of for them looking out of place. And that did just suddenly appear uh, on the carpet in this office. What are you occupying yourself with and what are you seeing? Okay. So first I would like to correct something. Daisy's not here right now. I'm busy. <laughs> Larchine Lapan is uh, behind the desk and she is eyeing them. Uh, she probably can't look over the computer, so she's looking around the computer, watching a progress bar fill up, eyeing that very, very large spear, her eyes widening as she notices Quint. But for now, she's staying quiet waiting for this thing to finish installing so she can collect the thumb drive and then make her next move. So yeah, you all, there's, as far as you know, there's nobody else in this room. You can't hear anything. What's what's your next move here? I hate to not put you in the middle of action, but... So what do you think is going to attack us here? A bureaucracy demon? Uh, from the looks at it, I think we have some amount of time to recoup and cats is going to like start walking around the office looking at things so there's a very good chance that if cat continues to walk around she is going to run directly into you lachine yeah i mean she's doing she's not like it doesn't seem like she's like studying things but i mean Mm -hmm. this isn't you're not hiding so i see the progress bar ding complete and slip the thumb drive into my pocket and speak up Well, quintessential. I didn't figure you were a demon hunter now. Although terrible as it is, bureaucracy is not quite the malevolent force. So what are they seeing when they look at you? So Larchine is wearing an immaculate kind of tuxedo outfit with a lacy black domino style mask. Think kind of like... Sailor Moon live action tuxedo mask stage show vibes. Oh my gosh. I guess. Yes. (laughs) She's on the short side. She's only about like three feet tall. She's white. She's kind of got like blonde hair. She's pretty fluffy, both in build and also in the fact that she is a rabbit. Oh, um, I didn't know Hmm. that furry dimensions were a thing. Is that a thing? <laughs> uh, I mean, you can drop the furry part where you kind of like find that a little off-putting, but yes, talking animals do exist. So are you formerly human or was this just you all the time? Wh- what? You're just, isn't it from Mead Girls? Or you're like, you can't just... <laughs> you can't just ask why she's a rabbit. 
<laughs> so this rabbit person clearly knows you, Quint, obviously. Duh. At least she knows your name. So I take it I must exist here too. What kind of animal am I? Well, a much more behaved one now that you have moved past your muted tips phase, which you seem to be stuck in. Yeah, this person doesn't seem to know you. And given that you've gone to the same school since you were tiny, it's a little weird. Strange companions showing up in the middle of Genevieve's office when you were reportedly partying in a private villa off the coast of France. So you're... The other thing to be aware of is that there's only so much time before someone will eventually be securitying this office. So you do have a bit of a time clock on your the, how long you guys can stay here. Larshine, in terms of what you're going to get, you have gotten the data uh, and you know where to find the medallion. You think, as far as you can tell, it's going to be in the not business safe, the personal safe that's set into the floor of this office. Oh, the floor of this office. Excellent. Mm. Right. So should we just head outside and see what the rest of this dimension has in store for us? Maybe we'll meet like uh, a cute little birdie Junie. Oh, by all means, head straight outside if you want to draw the attention of the police and summarily be visited by every paparazzi in Rancho Paseo the second you are behind bars. And I'm going to move from behind the desk and start tapping at the floor, trying to locate where this safe is. So, um, I know we just met, and is you seem to be busy, but could you help us get us out of here? Maybe we can help you out? As soon as my errand is complete, I intend to make a quick escape from here. Uh, if you could help me find the safe, hidden with somewhere in this floors. I don't suppose, quintessential, you have the same echolocation trick. Echolocation? No, that's, that's outside of my wheelhouse. It should be pointed out that Cat Spear could absolutely find this thing in like 10 seconds. I can't know that. Cat will be helpful if she wants to be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you're looking for? Genevieve Moncroix's private safe, wherein I was expecting to find a very valuable medallion. Oh, great. You're a cat burglar. Rabbit burglar? Is, is that offensive? I haven't the time to debate whether or not Calling me a cat is offensive. So in terms of uh, finding this, um, do me a favor and just roll one die. 1d6. 1d6. Oh, no. Or, you know, roll 2d6. That works, too. Okay. That's a six. So you do a little bit of tapping around, and you had already sort of figured out where in the office roughly it was going to be located, and it, it doesn't take you very long to figure out the actual location, lift up the carpet, and there's a... I say if you're, you're pretty sure you could break into, but it would it's going to take some work to, to pick the lock and or to crack the safe. If I get the safe open for you, will you get help us get out without it being too awkward? Awkward for you or awkward for me? Both. Well, if I require your assistance with this, I will be sure to ask you shortly. However, I would like to just phase my little hand through the safe. Oh, perfect. Go ahead and roll Unleash for me. Cool. Oh, that's a neat. Hey, that works. So with the whole unstable or temporary thing. Actually, I'm going to mark insecure because I'm fairly off balance right now. Got it. So as you're phasing, it's something you're sort of still adjusting to a little bit, right? Yeah, I've only had the power for like six months, I think. Okay, so you're, you're, 
you know how to do this. You know how to make mm-hmm. this happen, but you are being watched by some people that are clearly not who they look like they are and don't seem to like you very much. So you're able to reach in and rummage around in the safe and you can't see through it. And mm-hmm. you're a little distracted. So you kind of have to make a grab and get your hand back out and not risk getting stuck in there. So you do pull out something that feels like a medallion uh, and you can look at it and or you can just stick it in your pocket, but you have something that's pretty good guess, but you're not going to be able to do a whole lot of looking, like groping around in there. Yeah, I think I'll just act as if I grab what I wanted and tuck it into my pocket and be like, all right then. And you did just watch a little fluffy bunny stick her hand into a safe. But I mean, that's that's Tuesday, so. Yeah, so the bunny has powers. All right. You should probably check if he's stealing the right thing first. I think I glance over to the clock where it says like 5.57 p.m. Like, no time for that. The guard will be here in approximately 12 seconds. Out the door, out the door. Come on, come on. And I'm going to start shooing people out of the <laughs> office. <laughs> so the, it, it, this is, it's right, the, the, the best time to, to break into this office is right before it's going to be closing for the day. They do keep a little bit of late hours. So you're in the hall where people are kind of sort of drifting out to go home. Where you guys find yourself is a very, very fancy looking sort of open-ish floor plan office where there's offices along the walls. And then there's mostly this central area with very plush chairs and it is someplace super, super ritzy. And there's a reception desk. And behind the rep- reception desk, there's a sign that reads uh, Monqua and Molino, uh, attorneys at law. And the receptionist is cute, blonde, sitting there. But everybody else is sort of on their way out. Is it a person? Uh, the receptionist is a person, yes. A human person. A human person. However... The people that are in the offices are a pretty, mostly human, probably 25% are not. They are variety from, you see a couple sheep, there's a, what looks like to be a a chimpanzee or an orangutan, walking upright, wearing business suits. Um, They're slightly larger than you would expect those animals to be, Uh, but they're they're holding themselves like humans and dressed like them. Uh, The other thing is the office directly across from you. Someone is coming out who is a tiger. Uh, she, she's walking on all fours, but she, as soon as she comes out of the office, she pulls herself up onto her back legs and she's wearing a perfectly fitted business suit uh, with a skirt. So she's a pretty good guess that she might be the other partner of this office. So Molino is her. Okay, so there seems to be human people here as well. Okay, I was worried we were going to stand out more. <laughs> <laughs> you just added a little with the clothing. Um, so you, you are getting some looks if you don't kind of motor a little bit here. Uh, let's just go with flow. Let's move. Uh, look like we belong. Vaguely pissed off. Annoyed. This is a nice... Um, so I'm going to actually pick one of you guys to roll to directly engage this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you know what? Who, who's the one of you that would stand out the most? Or at Quint? Me, probably in my super suit. But Quint is known in this dimension. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. So go ahead and roll directly engage to try to, unless you feel like the better role for you for that. I have a counterpoint. Could I perhaps use, are you watching closely? Yes. When you mislead, distract, or trick someone, roll plus superior. Yeah. So uh, let's see how this works. So, hey, that is a nine. Ooh. On a hit, they are fooled, at least for a moment. On a 10 plus, choose three. On a seven to nine, choose two. I will be choosing to get an opportunity to leave and let's avoid further entanglement. Seems like the the best options here. So Quint is actually just going to look around and just go 
straight up to the desk. I can't believe you guys are making me wait. I am leaving and I want your managers to know that it's your fault. Wait, no, uh, Mr. Harmony, come back, please. Uh, who can I, I can see you right now. We're, we're, we were closing. We didn't know you were here. Did you have an appointment? You- it's too late. Let's go, everyone. She like slumps, get fired. But you are able to get out the door. You, you did attract quite a lot of attention, but you're getting out fine. Uh, but there's definitely, you can hear whispering from person to person. Is that, I thought he was, oh, uh, back and forth to each other. So is my name here quintessential harmony? Is your name not quintessential harmony? No, it's almost as bad. Wow, you just get really shafted with stupid names, don't you? So you're not a world-renowned pop star with a burgeoning film career? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) God. I'm going to hate it here, aren't I? Yep. Oh, boy. Is this powerful blow territory for Quint? (laughs) Yeah, it might be. (laughs) So that'll get you guys outside, and uh, you can go your own ways uh, on the... Tell me what's going to happen here. You guys are in the middle of nowhere, and you seem to... Well, in the middle of... A very normal city that looks like Rancho Paseo Prime. Uh, how did that hit you, Quint? So as soon as you say that, you know, burgeoning film career and pop star, Quint just <laughs> stops walking and, oh my God. And we can't even hit the button. And let's see how this rolls to see how badly this hits Quint. Hey, that's a four. So <laughs> so you, you managed to, to, to assimilate this and you've seen worse, right? Uh, okay. Um, it's, that's not me. That's that's another me. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I think we should we should we should go. Uh, when you go out into the street, um, this compared to the places you guys have been before, this is very very similar to Rancho Paseo Prime. It's hot. The sun's beating down. Even for six o'clock at night, it's still way too warm. There's all the palm trees. Big wide street. You're in one of the nicer areas that just from visual cues, you know, is where there's a bunch of offices that are really upscale, a couple of fashion boutiques that are like appointment only. But it's actually, there's nothing weird about this place except that the billboards every every so often will have a, a, a camel advertising cigarettes. It's a cam- actual camel. Oh, okay. I mean, and cigarette advertisements haven't been banned here because smoking is probably good for you, right? They can't test on just humans and animals. I mean, that would be unethical. So there's billboards like that. Other than that, it seems normal. They're still selling cigarettes here with a camel. Hmm. Yep. And I think that might act- be an actual camel. Yep. As you say that, a... Um, Somebody that looks like like a golden retriever, right, standing up on its, its hind paws and with his little paw holding a little small puppy, talking like that. It's offensive. Come on. Wait, so it's a dog with a dog? A dog with a puppy. Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. Oh it's God. kind of holding its hand. <laughs> this is just babe. Hmm. Some people don't understand animals. I lean over to Quint and I'm like, maybe you should follow like a Zootopia rules of etiquette here. Like, don't call any bunnies cute. But... Uh, it's adorable. Look, not calling people cute is very rude. You should call people cute when they're cute. <laughs> <laughs> but that's besides the point. <laughs> so you guys are sort of stalled on the on the sidewalk right outside the office that was just robbed. Um, at this point, 
the security alarm is sounded um, and you can hear some commotion from inside the building. Also, police sirens coming close. This is upscale lawyer. There's police on retainer. There are police sirens definitely coming toward your, your location here. That sounds like our cue to leave. Yeah, let's go. I'm like two alleyways down waving at you fools to follow me already. As soon as I notice that, I'm going to start running towards you. Yep. All right. So running, running, running. Where are you planning on going from here? Do you, uh, do you have a like a hideout, either someplace that you stay at in your alternate identity? Do you have, I mean, you know you have allies. Where would you go after this? I think I have a storage container mm. that normally I don't have to open because I can walk through the door mm-hmm. of. Yeah. But I guess I'll open it for these schmucks to come in and get out of the street. And I'm once things are cooled down a little, I can move and get home. So what this this thing is, is sort of like a hybrid between like a pod that you'd rent to move in and like a shipping crate. Have, how have you set it up on the inside? Is this like a place you can relax or is it just store all your loot? I try to not keep a lot of incriminating stuff around. What I steal is usually moved pretty quickly through our fence. But it's got like a couch, a chair, a TV, a laptop. It looks like someone's crashing in a shipping container. And it is air-conditioned, important note. You gotta have climate control, especially in this weather. Cool, so does it have Wi-Fi? Yeah, it has Wi-Fi. Who doesn't have Wi-Fi? Where doesn't have Wi-Fi? Uh, then once Quint gets in, he pulls out his phone and Googles himself. Yeah, so Quint in this world is, as, as was pointed out, quintessential harmony. He is a pop star slash movie star slash fashion icon who uh, has taken the world by storm. He's had a career since he was like 11. He has had some brushes with the law and had some problems with drugs and dyed his hair brown once. But other than that, he's really famous. Uh, he's currently, of, of course, uh, doing a tour in Europe. And they did say he was either in France or Ibiza, one of the two. They're not sure. Partying on a yacht. I, I love that him dyeing his hair boring was considered his delinquent phase. Uh, and his parents are still together. And in this dimension, uh, Syker has actually ended up being a actress as well. She is famous for doing her own stunts in Kung Fu movies. Oh, I guess my mom is a Jackie Chan here. Neat. What's a Jackie Chan? It would take too long to explain. Just ignore it. He says these things sometimes. I- it's a martial artist actor. It's not hard to explain, Quint. In this dimension, Quint does notice that she acts opposite a uh, a Black Panther most of the time. Uh, they're, they're considered co-stars. And for a while, there were rumors about relationships, but uh, that did blow over. Great. So I'm a movie star, fashion icon, pop star. You forgot teen heartthrob. Three years running. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Well, I mean, at least I've got that going for me. Am, am I still a hero here? Is that is that a thing? Are heroes a thing? Yes, but to a much lesser degree. So um, they're m- more like honest-to-God vigilantes uh, because the way society is structured, there's so much like rich people doing rich people things. Vigilantes are not considered... It's kind of gauche to, to even aspire to, to no one. So they exist, but they're people, polite people don't talk about them. But is Quint Harmony a hero? Not that anyone's aware of. There have never been any rumors about Quint being, being that kind of hero. Does uh, this universe, does Quint have like 
Is it known if he has powers? Is that public knowledge? He does have powers. It's public knowledge. He has sort of something akin to his dad's empathy. Also said mentioned echolocation style, like bouncing his sound waves off stuff. Um, He does a lot of like in the dark experiences with his music and he can really provoke emotions. It is also very, at least what's uh, out there is that he has to sing to use his powers. They're directly tied to his music. Well, his wiki page sure has a lot more than mine does. Uh, I think Kat's going to find a corner away from people to sit down in and try and fail to do any sort of meaningful meditation exercises to calm herself down. Uh, I was wondering if I could roll Nowhere Good to see if she's been to this dimension before. Oh, yes, she has been here before. That is an 11. Uh, since this is custom to us, this is a move. Uh, it says when you drift into a new dimension, roll plus interdimensional awareness, which is a stat that you guys are developing slowly. Uh, she rolled a 10. So on a 10 plus, you spent long enough here to be fairly familiar with it. Your knowledge can be relied upon. So you can either have prior knowledge of something with an NPC, present facts about the world, or ask questions about situations that you get answers to. So you can apply it kind of however it works best for you. So yeah, you've been here before. When were you here? How long ago? I think this is going to have been a relatively recent dimension Kat's been to. Within the past, like, three years? Yeah. So, uh, prior to her running away. So, somewhere in between, like, uh, after her mom and Lady Glimmer broke up and her running away, she's uh, came here on a mission. Uh, given what is, she wrote 11, it's probably one of her first solo missions without her mom. So were you you were targeting someone to eliminate or something else? Uh, I think she, no, she wasn't eliminating someone. She was doing uh, intelligence gathering for her mob. Got it. So then there's something that you know about this dimension from having been here before, the powers that be in Rancho Paseo is actually just known as the court. It's basically sort of a secret society of rich people that pull the strings in the in the town. I'm imagining you were doing some information gathering on them because they're likely to end up, if anybody in this dimension is going to be a target, it's likely going to be them. So you have some residual info about them in your head somewhere. But you have been here before, which means you kind of know your way around a little bit. So Quint is Googling himself. What's, what's uh, Mystic doing? I think I was actually just like sitting next to him looking at this because this is interesting to me because... I'm just, like, so in shock about our situation. I'm just, like, using this as a way to, like, distract myself. And, like, Quint is pretty funny whenever he, like, meets an other self because he's always instantly <laughs> judging himself so hard against them. I mean, yeah, fair. And, like, this one is pretty dramatic. <laughs> Lurxine, you are, your hideout has been invaded by three people that seem very, very lost. Like, the more you're around them, the clearer something is wrong here. Yeah, and I think while they're, trying to center and study themselves. Uh, She's just been sitting on her desk studying them, trying to figure these people out. Yeah. Do you want to roll that as a, like an uh, appears the mask or something? Interesting. Yes, I could do that. You're welcome to roll one roll for all of them because this is kind of overarching information. Which gives me a 12. So the most important thing is what are y'all planning we have a plan. <laughs> Quint wants to f- get out of here as soon as possible. So that would probably mean trying to find a replacement dimensional travel device because they seem to have lost theirs. Mm-hmm. 
How about you other two? Are you still on board with this whole let's get out of here thing? Yeah, that's pretty much what Kat's looking at. It's just get a new ENA and go. Yeah, I'm actually on board with that. Also, you guys haven't had much of a chance to sort of sit down and realize now you're in two dimensions without the rest of your team. Oh, Kat's realized that. (laughs) Don't worry. There's some, uh, she's trying to keep quiet, but she's not doing, she's not in an okay spot right now. Yeah, I think it's kind of like a, the planning is like, I have kind of feeling panicked, but not really expressing it. And then just being like, well, here we are and we're hiding here for a bit, but how are we going to leave? Got it. So let's do the other two questions and then I know where we're going from here. My next one is going to be, how could I gain influence over you? My suggestion is going to be find a way to get you guys somewhere else. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, just like obviously helping us um, not be so lost and get oriented and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing would be probably what you could do to get uh, Mystic's um, influence. Comfort and support cat. Um, for Quint, it would probably be tell him stuff that, um, like the Wikipedia wouldn't tell him about, uh, Quint Harmony. Mm. All wonderful things. And lastly, for the very most important question, how could I get y'all to help me rob some rich people? Uh, again, speaking for Quint, um, he would need assurances that rich people, are bad people and that harm to not bad people is going to be minimized or eliminated. Hmm. Just ask Kat. <laughs> She's cool with it. Yeah, that seemed out like that we're not hurting like innocent, normal people. And then also, I mean, not to be like this, but if that thievery can help us also get a new ENA would be helpful. Or a new way to dimensional travel since Maybe that's hard to just get from looking at us. That does actually raise a very interesting thing. As you guys are flipping through, as, as Quint is looking at the webpage on his phone, an advertisement sort of pops up, uh, like one of the banner ads that comes up is advertising a uh, an art exhibit that's going to be put on at the Rancho Paseo Museum of Foreign Arts. And they have, like they do, will have like a piece from this exhibit as the illustration to show why you should go look at these pretty things. It's going to be black and white art and jewelry. And Mystic, as you're looking at this, the piece of jewelry that comes on is a very large sort of triangular cushion cut diamond set in a black jade setting. And even though you're looking through it as a looking at it as a picture and not even seeing it in person, there's immediately that weird magical resonance you've seen when you run into other magical artifacts. It's mild because it's through a phone, but it's it's there and you can feel something about this is pulling at you. God, why can't I skip this ad? Ugh. Wait, 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 Quint. There's something weird about that ad. I don't know if you can feel anything about it, but it's there's like somehow magic like coming through it even on a phone is is that how magic works um maybe i don't know i i felt some stuff like this from some of the books in the library but i hadn't i don't know it's still new to me you know but there's something different about that Larsheen's eye brows right behind her mask at that and i think what i'm going to do the ultimate test of dimension knowledge say so, would anyone like a soda? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, oh no. What kind of weird flavors are in this dimension? Mm-hmm. So you truly aren't from this dimension. <laughs> I, I like how that, that's your litmus test for dimensional travel. You've been to enough dimensions not to automatically assume that there would be a soda flavor. In this dimension, it has been theorized. This whole multiverse theory has been proposed. There's a little bit of research being done by Taurus Industries and a couple other companies that are, it's like, it's in the pop science pages right now, but no one really takes it seriously because they're not really sure it's actually going to do anything. So the, the, the hypothesis is out there that maybe there are other dimensions we maybe can travel to, and it's not quite crank science, but it's definitely not real science yet either. The way my brain is working is they appeared out of nowhere. They keep talking about other dimensions and they've traveled enough that they're not assuming their soda is available. They're not asking if their soda is available. They're jumping immediately to what kind of weird soda do you have? (laughs) (laughs) It's a good test. Yeah. So she'll open a mini fridge and there's mostly corn Fanta. There's carrot Fanta, which she'll grab one of. Carrot Fanta. Yeah, of course. Sweet carrot. Um, I'll try the corn. Yeah, we're not very subtle about not being from any given place, but... At least we're not as bad as feedback. Yeah. You guys, all of you roll the power. Take a powerful blow, please. Hey, uh, Quint misses the powerful blow. Quint is an emotional rock today. I got sneak eyes, so I only got a four. I got a seven. Junian, Miss, and uh, Mystic and Eric, you're good. Or Quint, rather. Cat, uh, you're not so good. What's going on with her? Uh, I don't have any good lines for lash out verbally. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I would give ground. Because we aren't really opposed by anything. Aside from, like, existential crisis. I, I was going to mark two conditions, actually. Struggle past the pain. She's not doing very well. We can probably obviously see that now, right? Yeah, this is displayed on your face now. As opposed to being able to be all stoic. Cat is suddenly not. I mean, she was sitting in a corner away from everyone, trying to disguise the fact that she was totally not crying. I thought that was just normal cat behavior. Yeah, she's kind of like this mining for her emotional rock bottom right now. Hey, cat, you okay? Uh, I'll be okay. Can I sit with you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move over closer to her and be like, um, you know, we haven't talked about not having the team with us. And we haven't talked about uh, the other thing, the other thing that happened lately. Uh, you know, and I I shoot Quint a dirty look, <laughs> and and I'm like, um, you know, we we didn't talk about uh, when we when we saw your mother and how that how we left her. Um, you know, I I thought maybe you were the kind of person that wants space, but like I'm. I'm, maybe it's easier if I bring up the stuff, but like, do you want to talk? And I, I'm trying to route uh, comfort and support. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, <laughs> my mundane's minus one. Uh, so, oh, I got a nine. Oh, okay. Oof. Thank goodness. So yeah. So on uh, a hit for comfort or support, uh, they hear you. They can mark potential, clear a condition, or shift their labels if they open up to you. Cash just gonna like stare at you for a little bit as you say this. Just sort of got her knees hooked up to her chest. 
Uh, she's struggling for words right now, just because opening up to f- people is a foreign concept. So this is happening in a corner, and Larsheen, your cell phone, your other cell phone, goes off from your contact K. And it, I thought mm-hmm. we had a study session today. Dot, dot, dot. Where are you? Dot, dot, dot. Everything okay? I'm going to text back, complications at work. We'll fill you in later. And while they're all huddled together, I'm also going to pull out the medallion and inspect it to see if it's actually what I'm looking for. It is. Luckily, I mean, just because fate happens to work in your favor today, what it actually looks like, it it harkens back to the origins of that secret organization. So it's the, um, the medallion that signifies membership in the court on one side there's a a bird's face like straight on looking at a bird's face and on the back there's some sort of mystic looking sigil uh that you know from your research there's each of them is uh, each member of the court has a sigil unique to them Uh, are you being secretive as you look at this medallion like uh are you going into another corner or are you just openly looking at it no, I'm just looking at it. This is my base. You're my space. Like, I'm giving you privacy and doing my stuff. It's not coin-sized. It's probably, I'm bad at estimating size, maybe two inches cir- across in a circle. Um, but this this is, it has one of the unique sigils. You haven't seen any of them, but you know what they're supposed to look like. So uh, the other thing that you have hypothesized is there's some sort of magical tie between all of them. So when you bring them all together, you get something power disaster you're not entirely sure yet jackie ted adventures (laughs) i'm guessing that's not an arcade token i mean very well could be i don't have the location of the hypothetical arcade yet so i couldn't tell you so it's something that was uh in a hidden safe i'm assuming then they're probably gonna want that back yes i imagine they will be in quite a panic to find it to find it again once they realize it's gone, which hopefully will take them a while. Sorry. Things are a little awkward right now. We're missing three of us, and I kind of stabbed her mom. So, yeah. Sorry you're kind of in the middle of this. Anyway, Kat's about ready to break down now. So you dimension sliders, travelers, hoppers. What terminology do you use? We don't really refer to ourselves like that. Hmm. What sort of equipment do you have? I mean, I assume each dimension probably has different currencies. Do you have dollars? Cat would normally be stepping up here, but she's a little busy. Mm-hmm. And Phantom is the other one that you guys are really poorly equipped. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's getting driven home right now, too, because even when you were in the previous dimension, you had someone that seemed like they knew what they were doing to take you somewhere. You guys are kind mm-hmm. of directionless right now. Like, maybe you should worry about how you're going to eat and sleep directionless. Yep. <laughs> I know what I want to say from a, uh, to open up to a comfort and support role. Now. So let's change the camera back to the other side of the, the less chair side, the more sitting in the corner in the dark side. Mm-hmm. I, I lost control. Just, everyone, everyone expects me to, like, not listen to her like it's, easy like i can just oh forget 17 years of my life and just like oh don't worry cat just don't listen to the person who raised you and trained you and who disobeying could mean you die because you don't know 
because things can get very hairy. And, and I, I, I listened to her, and I almost tried to kill someone, and everyone was like, no, don't listen to her. And everyone looks at me like, I, I shouldn't listen to her anymore. I don't want to listen to her. I, I, I lost ENA, and Phantom's not here. The others are God knows where. I just... Just, just wish people would stop expecting me to be better all at once. I, I won't be better. I won't be better for a while. But I'm trying. Will Cat let Mystic like hug her or Oh, uh, she'll lean into the hug. Yeah, then I'm gonna be hugging you. Throughout that whole monologue, and if you want to keep talking, sorry to interrupt. As this very touching scene is going on, uh, your other cell phone goes off again with another text. Uh, I'm sorry, the the actual the Larxine cell phone uh, in this one, and it has it, from also from Kay. Uh, hey, just a heads up, they've sent bloodhounds out. Don't know where you are, but you might not want to be still right now if you left your scent anywhere. Yeah, they can't find you, but they will find you if you're staying put. Because unfortunately, rabbit scent is hard to cover. Excellent. Um, yeah, so I'm going to hop over to the chair and lift up the cushion where I have some cash stashed, bundle that together, and hand it to Quintessential. Thanks. You're going to want to travel down the beach three blocks to the Sea Sprite Motel. Check in under assumed name. Oh, what was the one you used? Oh, you're such a dork. A core dis. Yes, that's what it was. You're very clever. I have a passport and an expense account. The owner of the motel is very discreet and understands that you like to get out of the public eye. So you should be able to rest there. Sounds like the best idea. Yeah, so I guess we're getting a room, everyone. Thank thank you so much for your help. I realized I didn't even tell you my name. I'm Mystic. You've been such a help to us. Thank you. I'm Kat. And I guess you already know me. Looks like we, we are already friends or something. Just call me Quint. Oh, I do endeavor to help those in need however I can, and I'm going to give a bow and introduce myself. I am Larcine Lapin, the scourge of the Rancho Paseo elite. And then I'm going to like coin flip the medallion to Mystic. You're going to want to bring that to Rancho Paseo High around lunchtime tomorrow. Look for the adorable red panda named Kenzie. She will be outside on her laptop. She knows everything about anything and will probably have the best lead on how to get you all out of here. Okay, thank you. And I, I'm tucking it into my pocket with a zipper. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, oh. Mystic, when you grab the coin, there is something weird about the way it feels to you. It's not that same magic that you normally feel, but there's just something that's bothering you. You're not entirely sure why. Hmm. Uh, Lachine? Yes, Kat. My spear cloned a cell phone number. You can, like, text or call it. 
And uh, Kat will uh, write down a phone number on a piece of paper and hand it to her. Yeah, it's not as weird as you think it is. Local even, local area code, not even going to be long distance. This is most useful. And if you excuse me, I must get on the move. The hounds are on the chase, it appears. She goes one direction, you guys go the other. As you're going the other direction, you see uh, one human and two literal bloodhounds in police uniforms uh, sort of patrolling their way around the area. I hope they take a bite out of crime. And the scene there, because that was great. (laughs) (laughs) So this uh, motel room isn't fancy, but it's not totally terrible. It's like where you would go to cheat on your wife with someone that's like your employee. Okay. I actually oh, have wow. a perfect picture of this motel now. <laughs> I'm glad that worked. Yeah. It's where the rich and powerful go to cheat on their wives. <laughs> exactly. And husbands. Eh, equal <laughs> opportunity here. It is actually really close to the beach, though. This is the first time you guys have gotten close to the beach since you left Prime, pretty much. So you can actually see see the water and everything. And it, it does remind you, hey, we're actually in a kind of pretty place. Uh, but then you guys are having trauma. So mm-hmm. your little boring hotel room. Quint is very pointedly giving Cat space. So this is all on uh, Junie. Unless you guys want to call Quint over to talk about trauma as well. Maybe we'll save that for another time. <laughs> yep. Kat, um, I'm sorry you felt all this pressure to to be a certain way with the team. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm still a pretty new uh, with like really opening up to people. I I just uh, never tried to get close to anyone before, but I don't know. I I know that we've had some awkward interactions but I I do feel like I can trust you and I know sometimes I act kind of like uh skeptic around you but it's just because I I mean I guess I don't know maybe I could sense that there was something you weren't telling us before but obviously I I know about that now and I, I see why you you didn't want to talk about it before and if I was in your position I I don't I mean I I always wanted someone who could teach me how to use my abilities. And I mean, I met I met another thaumaturge once, but that was that police state that we were in and he didn't seem like a good person to listen to. But if it was someone I knew my whole life, I don't know how I would not do what they were asking me to do. So I I'm sharing a weakness here. Yeah. <laughs> what is your move for that, the vulnerability move? Share vulnerability or weakness and then tell them how they could stop you if it came down to it. It seems like you're sharing your vulnerability uh, toward, so what would, like beating your power, besting your powers, it would be a way to, to defeat you or is there something else going on there? You know, Kat, I, I, I have a, a lot of trouble controlling my powers. That's probably obvious to you, but, uh, you know, like, if it ever seems like I'm I'm going overboard or something, I mean, just like I feel like you're probably one of the few people on the team that like could probably get close to me while, say, I have a mood or something, and maybe help me snap out of it. I, I don't I don't even know. It's so hard because I still don't really understand it myself, but. I just want you to know that if you ever feel like you need to stop me from doing something, 
you should probably try it. All right. Um, uh, how does your... By stopping you, is it like I punch you in the throat? Punch you in the hands? Or is this more like emotional connection magic? I... My power, I mean, I I feel like I told, I told Phantom about this. Uh, yeah, I think, I think if you could help me can get a grip on my emotions, maybe that would help. But I mean, I mean, if it's, if it's really, really bad, I, there's nothing stopping you from knocking me out or something. I don't know. I mean, it just depends on magic. Some need their voice, some need their hands. Others is tied to different things. But yes. I, I, I don't want to get it wrong because if I punch you in the throat and now I just have mm. a giant glowing ball of <laughs> pissed off juniper coming at me would be bad. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty bad. Honestly, I was in the library. I... You know, I, I went off to do a lot of research and I was looking into magic containment stuff and it was magic containment stuff for myself because I just, I don't trust myself not to hurt people. And I actually still have that book and like I gesture it sitting over on like the nightstand next to the bed I'm going to sleep in. And it's, you know, uh, feel free to look at that too. I, I don't know. I don't even know how to tell people how to help me you know it's that kind of thing i i can help with the training part um mom was uh pretty insistent that i uh at least learn about stuff around types of powers she knows some people who taught me a lot so i can at least give you some pointers yeah yeah, that would be really cool. But I just, I, I just want you to know, I, I have your back, and it's okay that you didn't, that you were so overwhelmed. I, it sounds like it was a pretty natural reaction. And uh, so you get, you get influence. Oh, I already have influence over you, apparently. Uh, I think I'm going to move your freak up, and... Your danger down. Okay. I think you have more control than you realize. Thanks. I hope I hope that's true. And I also get to clear a condition. I think I'll clear guilty because I feel a lot better about like trying to talk to a friend. Oh. And and now I I'm like Judy and Kat are actually friends now. Yay! 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 Okay. So the scene fades to black on the two of you sort of sitting there talking and Quint pointedly reading the takeout menu on the other side of the <laughs> yep. the, the, the uh, hotel room. Uh, it fades back up on the doorway to a very, very large, very cookie-cutter mansion. You have to call it a mansion because it's, it's, it's so big, but it's like it's trying to be a comfortable suburban home. And... Daisy, you're going into your house after... How did you get rid of stuff? How did you get here? Tell me a little bit about your like your travels to get here. So I went down to the beach because if you move along the sand where the tide keeps washing in, that helps clear your scent trail a bit. 
ran down that for a while till I was pretty confident I'd slip the Bloodhounds trail. Then I could track backwards and walk through like there's like a path through the lawns of the housing complex where my family lives. And as I approached there, I unsnap the bottom half of my tuxedo pants and tuck them up a bit to turn them into capris, pull off the jacket, flip it inside out. And it becomes, it has like a red lining on the inside. So it's kind of like a stylish red jacket over like just a little fluffy lacy shirt thing. And I ditch the mask. (laughs) So as soon as you get in the door, you hear your mom yelling for you. You were supposed to be home right after school. We have a meeting with the Dean of Admissions for your university. Why were you not here? Uh, Mom, I had like a study session today because I've got that big calc test coming up and you said I have to get better than a C. There is no point in studying and getting good grades if you don't make the right connections. We've talked about this. I'm so... I'm not disappointed. I'm just a little sad. Fine, go study. Whatever you have to do. I guess I can rebook this if I have to. I did pull strings to get this meeting. I mean, like, no, I can go to the meeting. I had the study session and now I'm all studied. I'm like totally ready. Totally. Ask me anything. (laughs) She she could have does the math. I I do law, not math. Look, you know what? That's fine. Uh, Our housekeeper will be serving dinner in an hour. Go do whatever you do. And she sort of storms off to her little home gym to get on the treadmill for a couple hours. That does leave you in your nice little house. Um, Mm -hmm. What sets this house apart from every other cookie-cutter house in this development? One, mom is a cop. I think she has a firing range in the basement. (laughs) Nice. Okay. And there is a... It's not a charging station for electric vehicles. It is a charging robot for electric vehicles that will drive around all your electric vehicles and charge them for you, which dad thinks will revolutionize the way gas station works. Ah, yes, of course. The the, uh, concierge gas station. Yes. The good thing about your mom being on your case is that when you somehow don't live up to her unreasonable expectations, she leaves you alone for a day. She's just not very good at actually relating what she wants you to do to what you actually are going to or want to do. But you get a lot of downtime where nobody's yelling at you. So, yeah, she she just disappointed a lot of the time. Uh, But she also works out a lot, so it it pays off, right? Um, But, yeah, she she leaves you alone till you're expected to put an appearance in at dinner. Uh, Do you have anything to wrap up your day, or can we we fade down there as well? I, I just want to clear up some confusion in the chat. Daisy is a bunny. Her family are people, are humans. She's adopted. Oh, yes. Uh, that sh- I, I should, I'm sorry, I should have made that clear. Yeah, so her running on the treadmill is actually running, not hopping. Uh, yeah, do you have anything to finish up with your day? You want to actually call your contact or uh, what, what, how do you want to end your day? Yeah, I'll probably uh, hop upstairs, peek into my brother Abel's room just to make sure he's still out so I don't have to socialize with him and can actually have some time on the phone with Kenzie. Yeah, he's um, still, he has a lacrosse practice. He is also human mm-hmm. and he will be out at least till after dinner. He's sort of made a point of staying out past dinner lately because your mom's on a macrobiotic kick. So 
that, but you have the house, the upstairs to yourself because like the parents live on the ground floor and the kids live on the upper floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll go into my room, put some music on, and then dial up K. It takes a couple of rings, and then when she gets to the phone, she's out of breath. Okay. Tell me everything. How'd it go? So, oh yeah, it's definitely one of Quinn's albums. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. No, but, um, not only is it one of Quint's albums, it's a record, and you can clearly see that Quint signed the record jacket sleeve thing. Nice. Two Daisy BFFs forever. So yeah, when, when Kenzie picks up the phone, she's a little out of breath, uh, but she, she's, okay, okay. You're all good. I didn't see any arrest reports, so, so tell me what happened. Okay, so everything went totally fine. Your virus is super uploaded. I was able to get a medallion. Oh, ooh. Phenomenal, right? Yeah, the virus and the medallion. Okay. So what? So I ran into Quint in the middle of Genevieve's office. Isn't he in like France or something? This is a different Quint. Oh God, there are two of them? Apparently, there are more than two of them. He seemed very frustrated that, that there was one here. That's God. I ran into three people who I'm pretty sure are from a different dimension. Huh. Like, actually, a different dimension? Like, actually, a different dimension. Shit, that's cool. I did that soda test you talked about after we saw that movie. Ah. Ah, okay. I knew that would work. See, you just got to put these things into practice. Awesome. I love that you have just have tests like this. Kenzie is a nerd. You don't have tests for this? Okay, so what are they doing here? Apparently they just accidentally showed up in the middle of the office while I was robbing it. That's good timing. Lucky. Yeah, um... Quint was quick on his feet because he created a diversion that helped us get out. Uh, mm. There's one mystics. She seems pretty capable. I overheard her saying something about magic. Mm. So hopefully that'll help us get the diamond. Yeah, that, that. Mm. Cat? Is she actually a cat? No. Oh, damn, that would have been useful. They're all humans. Three out of three? They seemed surprised that I was not a human. And that there were not all humans. So no dynamic Darwinization in other dimensions. Good to know. Yeah, like they totally did recognize Joseph Chill from the cigarette ads. Huh. I wonder who advertises cigarettes in their dimension. I wonder if it's like a, a maybe a cat. Cats are cool. I don't know. They said something about, oh, cigarettes are still sold here. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to convey to her? Because otherwise I'll, I'll fade down on that that lovely touching conversation there. Yeah, I think I'll just say, like, Kat seems capable, but I'm a little worried about her. And then we can fade out on that. Okay. Yeah, on that note, it fades to black. All right. So I think I'd like to bring up, uh, fade up again, right outside Rancho Paseo High School. I'm imagining that you guys had a bit of a busy day, so you're going to sleep in a little bit. So by the time all of you wake up, it's about time where you would need to go over and uh and and meet whoever you were supposed to meet the red panda i guess the adorable red panda as if there's another variety of red pandas 
Agritsuko. Okay, I got it out of my system. <laughs> so the scene opens with the three of you standing a little awkwardly in front of a little brick, a big brick sign that has in metal letters, Rancho Paseo High School, home of the pirates, which is, I mean, same mascot, so it can't be that weird, right? And this campus, though, is not locked up. It's actually a completely open campus because you can just kind of walk on. Juni and Quint, this is where both of you guys go to school in the other dimension. Yeah, so we probably know the layout here. You do, but the weird thing about this is, whereas in your dimension, this is just a kind of a standard public school, this place looks like you have to like take a test to get in here. It's got a very parochial school vibe where it's the same buildings that you're used to, but they're in immaculate condition and just really fancy looking. So it's the same school, but it looks like the upscale version of it, kind of like everything in this dimension so far has. It looks like a high school from a movie set. Yes. This is where they, it'd be like a high school back east where you're trying to say this is a fancy high school, not a Southern California high school, which are really sprawling and flat and boring. Uh, so somewhere during the night or during the, the early morning, Quint has found himself a hat, a like a trench coat sort of thing, and probably sunglasses. Because if he's famous here, he doesn't want to deal with that which probably just makes him look more conspicuous. Looks a little shifty, yeah. <laughs> I am wearing uh, my Civi outfit that I got in Rain's Dimension. That's just like a black denim jacket and then like a plaid skirt that's blue, purple, and black so that I don't stand out like I have my like I do when I have my super suit on. Nice. So you look pretty average. Kat, what are you, what are you doing? Kat has left her spear at a motel. Because carrying around at a giant extendable spear is probably not the best idea right now. But I mean, she only has like one outfit. So aside from not having a gigantic spear, she is, looks exactly <laughs> the same. Which, I mean, you fit in pretty well. Uh, you, will, you would fit in pretty well. This school does, of course, have uniforms. So as you're moving your way across campus, you do look like you don't belong, which means you're going to have to figure out some good way to just be sort of blended in. Otherwise, the teachers will eventually get on your case. Uh, otherwise, you manage to get there right around lunchtime. Uh, it looks like half the uh, the faculty, the student body will eat in the cafeteria, but the other half, there's a very large, not even quite a quad, it's just sort of an outdoor place with a bunch of those big sort of square tables with the, the benches that are attached. They are not made out of plastic. They're made out of this really fancy like wrought iron with big marble tops. But the kids sitting at them are just as um, as high school stu students as everywhere. So it's like slumped all over. There is off to sort of one corner in the back is clearly a red panda. The population of this school is mostly human. There are probably 10 animals that you guys can see out of a population of about 100. Jen will go walk over to the red panda. Do we want to send Quint in a hat, sunglasses, and a trench coat? <laughs> I feel like Quint should not do this. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Maybe you should stay out here. Your vo Maybe they'll even recognize your voice, maybe. I hate being famous. Okay, you, Quint, just go like, hide in a shadow or something <laughs> <laughs> so that we don't get mobbed sure i'm gonna go over here and try to look normal yeah you're just a kid who is kind of angsty and going through your yeah your trench coat and gloves phase 
an outdoor high school thing, like an 80s movie, right? Okay, let's just go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so she looks up at you and like, are you all three of you standing there? Yeah, uh, Quint's just going to go try and find somewhere to to sit down. Yeah, you go skulk in the shadows like a creep. Um, The other two. (laughs) Oh, hi. Do I know you? Uh, no, but we were told by a mutual friend who is a rabbit to give you an oversized coin. That's very specific. And she holds out her little paw uh, with the little adorable pads and fur on it. It's very cute. I sit down at the table she's at across from her and then pull it out of my pocket and hand it to her. She has a laptop between you. His back's covered in stickers. One thing you notice is that the keyboard is a little bit modified so she can type on it more easily. And the touchpad is actually like a little rollerball with a depression in it so she can use her little claw on it. Oh, okay. You know, why don't we go somewhere a little less this? She sort of waves her paws. Yes. Leads you guys across the quad and into what can only be the library. And we wave Quint to come with us. She doesn't walk on all fours, but clearly she wants to. It looks like it'd be much more comfortable, but she's got herself up on her back legs and is is walking. She's about waist height on y'all. That's not going to say anything, but this is so cute. (laughs) 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 She does have the little waddle that a red panda has at the tail, so... Yeah, she she takes you to the library and then not just into the library because there are actually some students there, all the way through to the back, through a door marked employees only, and then into this other little room that's got, it looks like like the control room for superheroes. There's monitors on the walls and then a bunch of keyboards and a couple chairs and she sort of sits down in one that's clearly designed for her. Okay, now, you're interdimensional travelers. Yep. yep. And you're not internationally known singer <clears throat> definitely not <laughs> okay that's very exciting um why are you here an accident yeah we weren't supposed to be here you can see she wants to face palm really hard right now yeah there was a, like a space fish and a giant rat okay that sounds pretty normal i i that okay so there are like normal people there too not just you guys. Well, giant universe-ending rat of darkness. So that, that I, okay. Also, like, how much do you know about interdimensional travel? I mean, some. Mm-hmm. Some. Do you know about anyone else that might know some things about interdimensional travel? Uh, I mean, Star Dancer has a house here. Who? Oh, don't worry about it. That's is he like a performer? Quint might. I mean, I I could ask some people because if he knows Quint, technically, yes. What do you want to call himself? That anyway. Look, this isn't precise. Weird things happen. We got. uh, (laughs) Look, we have devices that let us jump between dimensions, but we hit. We touched some goo and like there's other ways to traverse dimensions and we ended up here. She is taking notes as you're speaking on her keyboard. Okay. Okay. So interdimensional goo led to you coming here. Uh, got it. So now what? And um, 
what can you tell me about like the internet where you come from? Is it really cool? Can you like, uh, what do you mean? Where? Like, like there's lots of internets. Most of them are about the same. Turns out electrons don't differ. So there's not like where you could, your dimension, there isn't like, I don't know, like a matrix you can go into or something. That always seemed really cool. Where I come from, there isn't really much internet access. Wait, you guys come from different places? Do all three of you come from different places? I'm looking at Kat uh, curiously because like she's never really talked about it in front of me. But I'm not going to pry. <laughs> I, I'm going to pry? Come on. Like, <laughs> what do, <laughs> Tell me. Uh, you guys, so what about you guys? Do every each of one of you from somewhere new? Quint and I are from the same place. Okay. Some internets are bigger, some internets are smaller. Some places don't have an internet. Some I, places are being consumed by the internet. No offense, but like, do you know what the internet actually is and not a series of tubes? You don't get a bigger one or a littler one, just saying. Well, that depends on how expansive the infrastructure gets. Or like how many people are using it, right? More, more people, bigger internet? Uh, <laughs> I mean... If you want to call like out of control replication of server nodes, people, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's a the whole thing. Someone accidentally set a replicating bot, and now all it does is like convert convert things into like server parts, and just there's a really exp- ever expanding internet. They have to like uh, cut back. Occasionally when it tries to like eat a city. She seems perfectly willing to have this conversation go on <laughs> as long as uh as long as you want to. So uh interrupting and maybe saving Cap from explaining every universe's individual internet. She will honestly keep digging as much as possible as long as possible. So um you see a cute, fluffy blondish rabbit in a school uniform coming in carrying a pizza box. Oh look, it's another cute bunny. Totally different person. You've never seen her before. <laughs> and she comes in like back opening the door and it's like Kenzie, there you are. I thought we were going to like meet outside for the study session. Yeah, I know. It was hot out there so I figured I'd come in. Um, I met some new people. These are what are your names? They're like transfer students or something. I don't know. I'm Kat. She's she's cat. <laughs> Hi, cat. <clears throat> you don't like really see a lot of people named cat nowadays. I know. I thought that kind of went out like a couple <laughs> generations ago. Yeah, it came like out of fashion once there were cats. Like you don't meet a lot of women nicknamed Bunny either. Ugh, ugh, uh. Right? It would be so weird. <laughs> Do y'all want some pizza? It's spinach and carrot. Oh man, carrot on pizza, and I'm just yeah. It's it's like the most popular one here. Duh. Oh boy. Cat has no compunctions against eating spinach and carrot pizza. I'm just thinking about my friend that loves carrot on pizza. Oh. <laughs> oh God. I'm sorry. I'm in a powerful blow. You again, Junie. I'm sorry. <laughs> pizza is is now a touchstone. No, no carrots on pizza is. Yeah, yeah a phantom favorite pizza was carrot. No, I got an eight, so um, let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Does cat need to roll a powerful blow? Because phantom's not here to enjoy carrot pizza. If you feel like you react to that, 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I don't think this is palpable. I think she might try and like get a pizza for Phantom. I'm going to mark guilty because I feel bad about not working harder to find my friends again. And um, okay. I'll mark insecure because the other day Quint was like, are you sure magic works like that? And I'm still thinking about it. And it's still making me feel like, wow, I really don't know anything about my powers yet, do I? Mm. Um, like the second Quint says anything, Daisy is going to turn to him and go, Quinty, I didn't know you were here. And just jump up and hug him around the neck. Oh, uh, <clears throat> I, I think you have me confused with someone else. I thought you were still in France. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, this, this is kind of awkward, ma'am. Uh, yeah. She'll like climb down and sit on the desk and be like, "So, what do y'all feel about heists?" Thanks for listening. In this timeline, Junie Mystic Haraway the Nova is played by Siobhan. She can be found on Twitter as at SpellboundMage. Quintessential Hero, the delinquent, is played by Eric, who is also our fearless editor. He can be found on Twitter as at PrimeFactorX01 or as the voice of Silk in the Shadows of St. Fleur podcast. Catherine Slane II, the Scion, is played by Allison. Daisy Pimbleton, also known as Lachine Lapin, the Janice, is played by Alice. She can be found on Twitter as at MagicalGirlKyra or playing Crash Override in the podcast Unlabeled, which can be found on Twitter as at UnlabeledAP. And I'm Lee, your narrator and dimensional tour guide. I can be found on Twitter as at The Law of Names. Otherware is produced by Law of Names Games. Our other projects can be found at lawofnames.com. It's played in Masks, A New Generation by Brendan Conway from Magpie Games at MagpieOfficial on Twitter. Our theme music is composed by Michael Freitag on Twitter as at Admiral Omara. The actions and opinions presented here belong to the individuals from this dimension only and are not representative of any other selves known or unknown. Otherware is not responsible for any side effect drifting produced by listening to this podcast. Dimension 90909 is based on the setting created by Michael Panish, who can be found on Twitter at Michael underscore Panish. Next time on Otherware. Oh, what do we want to do? Uh, good question. Rain, what do we want to do? Hi, I hit my head. Daiquiris and margaritas all the way. I don't think we're allowed to go into bars. We're not of age. I don't know if I'm relieved or if I am terrified. Oh, boy. That's not my question to answer. Let's go. They're our friends. That is suspicious. No, it was actually really cool. I hit my head. Casey kind of looks down in her own hands. I feel like shooting someone's pretty easy. You point a gun at them. Everything's easy for a child genius. Mm-hmm.